There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Where do you think things started to go wrong for Williams? Because certainly when you came in, there was a bit of a... a back in 2014, you know, we're talking about Williams being clearly the fourth best team and, and perhaps breaking into the top three. So where did things go wrong? Well, I think in, in 2014, they, they, you know, Williams, we, we had the... On, on some occasions, we'd have had the second fastest car. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, we finished third in the championship, which makes us probably the, the, the third fastest team. Um, the year after, uh, we finished again third, but we probably didn't have the third fastest car that that year. So that was, you know, I think we did a really good job as a as a racing team. Uh, it's difficult to to pinpoint. There's never one thing, you know. And I don't want to give you some some corporate rubbish answer, um, but there's never there's never one thing. It's you know, there's never as there's never one thing why you know why Mercedes so 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 dominant and and, and smashing it at the minute. There's not one reason for it. There's not one person. Why are why have Williams gone 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 so far backwards? I guess there's never one thing, you know. And I'm not obviously going to talk about individuals because that would be be wrong. Um, but has Williams been able to to keep up technically technically with with the competition and and with that whole um, development capability? Um, clearly not. You know, and and I think if if they were to really look inwardly at, at themselves and, and understand, you know, pit themselves against a not even a top team, but but a midfield team that is perhaps got a different different way of doing Formula One um, in the way that they are, um, you know, let's say taking R and D capability and knowledge from from other teams. Williams is still trying to do it completely alone. Now, that's not to say that you can't do it completely on your own because McLaren have shown this year um, that by being wholly independent um, and even, you know, with a Renault engine, which I still don't think is at, at the level of a Mercedes or a, or a, or a Ferrari engine, um, they're still performing very, very well. Um, however, um, you know, it comes down a little bit to... No, it comes down not a little bit. It comes down a lot predominantly to, to, to budget and McLaren have a bigger budget than, than, than Williams, and therefore they have more money to, to, to develop the car. So, you know, what you've got to be doing, you know, if I was saying Williams at the minute, you've got to look inwardly at the infrastructure, the technical infrastructure that they've got, the people that, that they've got and can attract, um, you know, the whole design process, the aerodynamic process, um, the, the, the R&D process, 
and and think about you know where that needs to be improved you know you know just go and walk around the grid and look at your car and, and go and have a look at other cars purely from a from a quality point of view if you like and and think you know does my car match you know even another midfield cars um quality and and if not then then what do i do to improve that yeah because it does feel as if everybody else has got their act together that midfield seems crazily competitive at the moment and also maybe a culture a cultural thing i don't know that, that, that you talk about the culture at mercedes and certainly when we interview the drivers after the race even though they keep on winning somehow they jump out of bed the next morning and want to try that bit harder there's always room for improvement yeah yeah exactly and that, and i think that's we had that at ferrari we used to all, all get together like kind of the, the middle and senior managers after after a race and uh, Jean and Ross would would chair like a Monday morning meeting, and it was a Monday, it was a nine o'clock Monday morning meeting, you know. So it wasn't as if like you, you kind of all rocked up at lunchtime after, you know, coming first and second. But you know, we'll be tired as if we hadn't come first and second. It was kind of you know, it wasn't. It, we de- definitely didn't have a dark atmosphere, but but we knew that we'd left points on the table, and that wasn't kind of good enough. And and must try harder. Must try harder. Um, so I think you've got to kind of that that culture's got to come from the top. So it had to come from Jean and Ross um, in in Ferrari, and it and, and it will come from from Toto in Mercedes, where you know where nothing is ever good enough. You know you're always aiming, and even when you are first and second, there's still stuff that you've done wrong. Um, and I think that that attitude you have to have that attitude in Formula One. You know you can't you can't let leave anything on the table and you can't you definitely can't sweep anything under the carpet as well everybody's got to look what what, what my attitude when you know when when I went to Williams and 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 Pat Simmons and I started to kind of you know reshape things especially on the racing team you know Jason Somerville was was um in in the aero team and actually doing a really commendable job when when you look back at the at the resource and and the people that that he had he, he produced a really you know good slippery car um you know, and there's the other senior technical managers there as well. Um, one of the things that we definitely kind of did there at the outset was to say, right, we're not going to sweep anything under the carpet, you know, because that it, it, by, by doing that, we're not learning. And it's all right. It's not about the individual mistake. I think Toto, I, I, I read something from Toto a few, a few years back um, where he said it's not the, I can't remember, don't blame the person, blame the problem or something like that. And, and he's absolutely right, you know. It's, it's not an individual's fault, you know, quite often. I remember my first Grand Prix, at, 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 uh, my second Grand Prix actually at Williams, um, where I'm kind of sat in the middle of the pit wall and we did a one-minute pit stop and I'm kind of watching this thing unfold in front of me going, oh, my God, <laughs> I wish I got that probation period in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think that. I didn't think that. But anyway, I kind of went back to the hotel and Lucy was in the hotel and I'm like, I can't swear, can I? But I kind of... You can went, swear. Right, I went, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> and she said, well, it's a challenge, isn't it? You know, um, you're going to have to try and sort it out. And the thing was, what, what we said then, we started to introduce, you know, a lot more process and procedure. Yeah. But what what... I said to everybody is that what I want is after every Grand Prix as we all sit down as, as a group of you know senior and middle managers and we discuss openly about what the problems were you know and that's catalogued somehow and 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 we were able to go back on that and, and look at it 
and say, right, well, you know, we've made a mistake and that's all right. Because it was kind of like the, the, the attitude at that point was to blame the poor mechanic who I'd thought, I think, had come out of the, the garage 15 times with the wrong tyre and ran around the car. It was kind of like Morris dancing, you know what I mean? When you're watching it, you go, what the fuck is this lot doing? You've got me swearing now, so... Potty mouth's engaged. And I'm kind of looking at it... Um, and, and, and the attitude was, you know, I got a lot of people coming up to me after that saying, you know, and it, and it was very, just blame the easiest person, who, the, 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 the lad holding the hot potato at the end who had the, and I said, but it's never that person's mm. fault. And actually it's blame some, culture doesn't really help anyone, does it? Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. It, in fact, it, 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 it ruins a Formula One team. Mm. It completely ruins and stagnates and stifles a Formula One mm. team because people just won't work. If they think they're going to put their head above the parapet, because don't forget, Formula One is is a passion and a vocation, but it's also a job. Mm. You know, most people need it to pay their mortgages, so they're not going to put their head above the parapet and in in a in a blame culture environment and say, "Yeah, actually, I made that mistake." You know, I understand where that that mistake originates from, and it was me, because you know they're just going to get done for it. Whereas if you just say, "Right, well, let's take away the individual blame, and let's just start looking at the process as to how things went wrong," you'll always get back to a process. Um, you'll always get back to a single point where you say, right, it originates from there. And it's probably originated three weeks before, yep. you know, the, the actual, you know, the, the kerfuffle, the hot potato that, that, that went on on a, on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Um, so by, by kind of introducing that, I think that we were able to make really fast inroads on things and, and people were starting to put their head above the parapet and say, this is, this is really important. I think perhaps where we, where we didn't, you know, accelerate forward as, as much as we should have done is is then what we should have been doing is looking at because that, that, that's kind of easy to put together you just need a group of of technical leaders who are going to say right it's our responsibility so don't worry about that you lot just do your jobs and and let's make sure that if we're making mistakes we're not making them twice and let's put process in place of of how we design and develop cars and, and you can do all that with with good people what you can't do is you can't do you know r&d you know, research and development that that needs a lot of technical infrastructure, um, that needs benches and rigs and, and stuff like that. You can't do that just in people's heads. You know, uh, you can't build that. Um, it's not stuff that you can you can change from, you know, 360 degrees or 180 degrees, sorry, um, overnight, like you can with 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 how you manage people. And I think you know, if if Williams are going to improve, then then they're going to have to somehow either take that R&D infrastructure and that knowledge from, from elsewhere, as other people have done, um, which I know Claire is, is vehemently against, or you're going to have to build it yourself. But you can't live without it. You can't just say, well, it's a black hole in, in, in our um, organisation and we don't have that. You know, Mercedes and Ferrari and Red Bull, they all do it themselves. And these other midfield teams, they're kind of getting it done by other people, but we're not going to do it. That, that just doesn't work. It just means that you're losing lap time and, and, and performance over them people. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.